Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Res with your favorite host, Larry. <laughs> and Dinelia. Yes. We both know how to say our names excellently. We do. <clears throat> so this is uh, clearly, if you've gotten here from the roundabout ways, we, we actually don't know how you got here. We don't. We don't. We don't have no. That would be nice, actually, if people posted on our Telegram channel how they found our podcast. That would be great. Sure. You can find us at Inelia Benz on the Telegram. Uh, sure. <laughs> the Telegram. <laughs> on the Telegram. And this you do is have just an the first Benz, half. Yeah, you do have an Inelia Benz on Telegram. You also have a Inelia Benz um, Drive It to the Res on Substack. No, we Subs- don't, actually. You have an Inelia Benz on Substack, yeah. Yes, Inelia Benz on Substack, yeah. Right, and you have a Woofer Thought on we Substack. Do. Yes. And you have the Weed Talks yes. on Substack. Yes. And you have a... Subscribe star. If you want, if you like this conversation, this free yeah, half or part, then go on to subscribe star and get the second part. It's usually a lot longer. The second part and it's way more in depth, super interesting. So far, we've been having Ilya and Adelina host the, uh, join us on the second half with amazing questions, and now we have uh, a further people, individuals who are joining us while they're busy with their newborn baby. Congratulations, Pandias, on your new boy. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, really fascinating expansion of all the topics that we talk about on the first part of this podcast. And you get to support our work um, by becoming a patron of the light, a Subscribestar. So go there. There's two options in Subscribestar. One of them is the second part of the podcast. And the second part of uh, the second tier... Yes, you also get a class in focus that we, you can study. It's added to the vault there, the library, and also you can study it with everybody there. And there's a special call that is done around the class where there's a group study and sharing of experiences. So, right. Really nice. Two tiers. And the two tiers are really basically you becoming a sponsor of our work. And then you get kind of goodies, right? Yeah. Yeah, Patron of the light. Yeah. And you get goodies and you get our thank you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's really nice. And so also, uh, you know, this is uh, our first part is going to be based on an article, an article Mm -hmm. that I suggest you read. Mm -hmm. And where do you find it at? Substack. There you go. Let's just go to Substack and uh, search Inelia Benz. You'll find it. And now I'm busy trying to find... And now you're trying to find it? Yes, because <laughs> uh, I don't know why my menus are not coming up. And This 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 month, or this week's um, sub-stack, sub-stack article is yeah. about... Dun-dun-dun, timelines, dun, right? Dun-dun-dun-dun! <clears throat> Timeline Earth. Timeline Earth. Timelines is a conversation I think that's interesting to have. I don't know. I don't know, but um, it probably is worth defining what you even mean by timeline. Yes. The definition of everything is really important because um, what a person might consider to be a timeline, another person says, no, that's not a timeline. That's, that's not a timeline. Else. That's a different dimension. That's, that's a different a something. That's an alternative reality. That's mm-hmm. not a timeline. Or some people say timelines don't exist, but then you ask them, well, what's your definition of timeline? So it's quantum physics. It's like, okay. So quantum physics doesn't exist? Okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah. So, you know, it's like 
the definition to me is actually like alternative or parallel realities that exist in a multiverse of experience. And to me, the soul is, uh, our soul or our soul is a singular construct. And that soul can have experiences in many, many timelines um, at what we might call in our perception of linear time, a different timeline. Because we are agreed, we have agreed as a human species to have a different, like um, rules of engagement and reality agreements. And one of them is linear time that humans experience life as. And you can find a lot of evidence of what that might be or what that is explained as. And the concept, if you take away linear times, then alternative timelines then become a different thing but they're still the same experience, which is your soul having the experience of you. It's still you, but it could be in a different body. It could be like the, the reality experience, or like organized collaborative uh, creation of physicality is completely different to this one. And it can go from very, very similar to this one with just a few couple of things different very, very, so different that there isn't even an actual physical universe here. So, like, the variation is infinite. The mechanics behind us using timelines that I have perceived, and you might, if you're just new to this, you might think, well, how does she perceive things? Well, I can perceive things slightly different to other people, and that has become interesting to many. Um, that's all I can say about it, you know. So the way I can perceive, and I've noticed that usually I can perceive more aspects of something than other people do. So, for example, when there's those videos of a gorilla walking through a group of people who are playing a sort of game and you're told to focus on something, how many times the girls jump or how many times the ball is passed around or whatever, and the person is focusing very, counting really really focused on that item a person dressed as a gorilla walks by and nobody sees them that's that hasn't worked on me because i have always seen them because i can one of the capacities that i and many many other people have is the capacity to have a focus of attention on one particular item so you're counting the balls but at the same time your awareness doesn't shrink to just that you can see the whole picture so it's a little bit like that so from that perspective of seeing, I noticed from a young age that the reality and people coming in and out of our reality and people's reality sometimes would differ from each other or sometimes the entire reality would change and everybody remembered a different past than what I had just, I knew that had happened. And I didn't have words for it because I was too young, but, you know, the words Timelines is something I learned later on. So, okay, that's a good uh, that's a good word for it, right? It's not exactly accurate because time it doesn't actually exist. But okay, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's a perceptual explanation of what's happening in the movement of matter through space, um, and our ability to experience that in bite sized pieces. 
So um, from that explanation, do you think there's some clear understanding of timelines or did you just worse? Than worse than me by far. But I think I could summarize it a little bit. All right, go ahead. You, you, te- you tell it. <laughs> I'll try it this way. In uh, fewer words, it's an agreed construct of experience mm-hmm. that has a past and a probable future attached to it. Mm-hmm. A line of experience. And um, what about the, present? the experience of it, the past is supported of the presence. In other words, if you um, look in the mirror and you see you have blue eyes, you remember you always had blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't blue forever, right. maybe they were green, maybe they're purple, who knows what. But you only remember, for the most part, within this agreed construct, mm-hmm. what it is that you see now. Yeah. Everything you remember supports that. And everything that comes forward is as a consequence of now. That yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. So a timeline would be one of those Agreed lines of experience. Yes. That, uh, you know, it's well connected. Mm-hmm. Front and back and in the middle. It has a continuity. Yes. That's a, that's a, that's how I think of a timeline. Oh, so if you right. switch timelines, maybe you're, maybe you're, um, you don't have two sisters and a brother. You only have two sisters and no brother. And you never had a two, never had a brother. Right. And maybe you used to have a brother, these kind of things. So, but you don't ever remember there being a brother and you don't have a future where there's a brother that impacted and you're not the consequence of the experiences you had with a brother. The brother just no longer exists. Mm-hmm. So now your new timeline doesn't have any of that whole other past in it or the memory of it. Yes. It just is supported by your whole present is supported by a new memory of the past. Yes. Different timeline. Right. Something very like that. Good. Yeah, very okay. good. Yeah. Okay. And our brains are so good that even if you did wake up and you remembered your brother and went to his room yeah. and there's no room for your brother there, you go, whoa, I had a really interesting dream where <laughs> yes. I had a brother. <laughs> I think I had a past life memory. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> or a past life memory. Yeah. We'll figure, figure out some way of yeah. reconciling it mm-hmm. so that it doesn't infringe too much. Yeah. And that's that's within a certain band of awareness that we're you know having our experience here yeah. like, right? Yeah. Some, like you, have that awareness that doesn't include forgetting. Right. Right. There are some bits that I have, I do, because the forgetting part is our choice. Indeed. But I found that a lot of it um, I hadn't forgotten. I remember once this guy came back, uh, one of our students went, came to an event, and he had brown eyes. Oh, yeah. And then he came back to the, another event the next year, and he had blue eyes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you remember the conversation we talked about, about how odd it was that you had blue, uh, brown eyes from where you come from and your heritage uh, last year? And he says, yeah, I don't know why we had that conversation because I have blue eyes. It's <laughs> 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 oh so, so funny. You can remember the conversation, but not why we had it. Like, it's such an odd conversation. Yeah, that's so non sequitur. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, give it a read, hon. All right. Let's start reading it. So now we we have an idea what we mean by timeline. Yes, we do have an idea now. Yeah, yeah. My first memory of my guild was me wearing a little gray uniform given to kids who are not classifiable. Not classifiable. Classifiable, what do you mean? Classified. So the human collective, this is not part of the article, so now you get a gem. Oh, good. The human collective has the capacity to generate children who are interested in a skill that the human collective needs for the next stage of human collective collective living. Okay, okay, okay. 
So, for example, if the next stage of collective living involves building cities in the ocean, then for entire one or two or even three or four generations, many, many people will be born with a fascination about creating cities and a fascination of the ocean. And, yeah, and joining the two. Yes. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. So that's how the human collective functions. That's you imagine how, it works. how fun that would be to have it a is. floating city it is. where the you're in the middle of the ocean. And, I mean, you can imagine the storms that come. How fun that would be to have like yeah. giant waves, and you have our a you know a city beach. Yeah. Yeah, designed for taking advantage of those waves. So I know if you've seen on the beach where they have those the waves coming, yeah, whatever those are called, uh, waves, wave, <laughs> you know. The waves come in and the water squirts way up. Oh, yeah. It goes through a hole and it comes mm-hmm. out the top. I don't remember what those are called, but, you know, you could make a bunch of those. Can you imagine how cool mm-hmm. that would be? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. As a matter of fact, in the other timeline, that's exactly how people live in large cities. Nice. <laughs> not everybody, but a lot of people nice. prefer that. They love it. Okay. Well, you're not classifiable, meaning... Right. You're not like an architect, or you're not like a uh, a lawyer, lawyer. Or you're not like a farmer. It's not obvious what your talent or skill or whatever is. Yeah. It's not like singularly obvious. No. no. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> the big lady was looking intently at me, frowning. There's no biting, Rosie. <laughs> no biting, Rosie. Look at me. We do not bite. Do you understand? <laughs> I was a wild child. He pushed me. Did he now? I will have words with him too, but if someone upsets you again, you come to me. No biting, okay? I looked at her. I felt into her mind and saw that her thoughts were saying, she's such a tiny little cutie pie. I wonder how long I can keep this frown. She's as tough as nails, which is good. If she gives me the puppy eyes, I won't be able to tell her off. <laughs> of course, her thoughts were not words. They were images and feelings. It was experiential telepathy. So I was... I saw the perfect instructions on how to stop her being mad at me. My head tipped down a little bit. My eyes got very big and as I looked at her, my lips trembled a little bit and tiny drops of water welled in my eyes. It was over. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, it's okay, darling. It'll be okay. It's going to be all right. Yes. What does this story have to do with timelines? Well, it didn't happen in this one. It happened in a different timeline where I grew up and lived in for about 50 years. 50? Yeah. Yeah. Before I describe the circumstances of my timeline change, I want to mention that it was interesting to me that in this current timeline there are many movies that depict the guilt concept and how children are placed in them and the fear and nastiness around kids that cannot be classified to fit in a box. Yeah, I remember a few movies like that. Yeah. I did think about writing this as a woof or thought essay. It is a long story, but I'm dedicating the platform of it to enlightenment for the next few publications of the woof thought. The yeah. woof one. Yeah. I want to bring timelines back into awareness now, not in the future. Although I might do, you know, in the future also, but now it's actually quite important. Okay. First, let's look at the circumstances of my timeline change. All right. We all have memories of what happened to us as children. Often, though, our memories are in conflict with those other people who are who we share those years with. 
The Mandela effect is something that is now broadly known in the world and is evidence that depicts the remembrance of a change in a collective timeline. If you're not familiar with the Mandela effect, just search it. You can find a thousand examples, probably five or ten or fifteen in a heartbeat that you'll be like, no way, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. You'll go, I, I know it was. And then <laughs> right. you go to your bookcase and you look it up. It's like, oh, what? Yeah, that's all changed. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mandela effect. Yeah. Different memory of the... Um, how would you suggest, say it? It's like you remember something, but all the evidence in the place that you're existing doesn't support how you remember it. Exactly. Even yeah. though you remember it that way, and everyone that you talk to that's around you will also probably, many of them, remember it that same way. And then when you show them, they're the same. It's like, how'd that happen? Yeah. 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 I had a little experience like that once. I was walking down a street in a city. Can't remember what city. Could, yeah, probably Madrid or something. And the man, a man started walking towards me and we looked at each other and smiled really big because we were best friends. And it was so nice to like run into each other in the middle of the city, right? And we both got to where we were and looked at each other and at the tele- the experiential telepathy way he says, oh, wait, we don't know each other in this timeline. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay. Oh, we're strangers. Okay. I guess we'll just walk past each other like we pretend we don't know each other. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do that. <laughs> don't want to bust this matrix. <laughs> and we did. It was like so hilarious. My favorite is the interview with the vampire. Oh, interview with the vampire. Uh-oh. Oh, honey. What's going on with the vampire? How could you? <laughs> but- Oh, pure heart. Yes. Must be Sunday, one o'clock. <laughs> when we're recording this. That's a loud alarm. So, tell us about the vampire, honey. Well, I know it's interview with a vampire. Because interview the vampire doesn't make any dang sense. Because mm-hmm. there wasn't the vampire. There was way more than one vampire. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember that one... Being one that I looked at and I knew it wasn't right, I knew that that wasn't how it was written. But then when I looked, it, it was that copy, way. Yeah. And then when I looked at the copy, mm-hmm. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure I found one that didn't have it the way that it's now remembered. It had mm-hmm. it the other way. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was significant to you because you were writing your book, interview, interview with an alien. Mm-hmm. And you had looked it up specifically so that you wouldn't have the same title structure as something else. Right, right. 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 So you know for a fact how it was, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that way again. It wasn't that way when we looked a second time. Yeah. Because it's interview with the vampire instead of interview with a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky. It is tricky, yeah. As time goes on, they'll become more and more convinced and comfortable with it in its new way. Did you notice that? Yes. The interview with the vampire doesn't sound too bad now. Right. <laughs> As a kid in this timeline, I did have full awareness of timeline changes, both at a collective level and a singular level. Sometimes a person would pop in from a different timeline and everyone remembered them as having always been in this one. And sometimes a person would vanish from this one and no one remembered them having ever existed. Another aspect was the shocking difference in memory, sometimes week to week, between people. 
And yes, sometimes a person will have green eyes, and the next week their eyes will be brown or blue or vice versa. But again, most, most everyone would remember them as always having the same color eyes, or at best wondering why they had never really noticed their eye color before. Yep. I want us to ponder timelines because it now appears like the split is going to be experienced as a timeline divergence. I say appears because I've not felt that this was a timeline divergence in the past, but that the split was going to happen in this one single timeline we are in together now. Speaking of which, I mean, it's worth defining what do you mean by what we mean by split. Yes. Yeah. I generally think of it as like um, the I thought of it like there's two there's uh, (laughs) how to make it easy. Right. Just like, hey, there's a world with drama and there's a world that don't have drama and drama as the central piece of. Right. Like experience. Not War, slavery, Wait, blah, 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 slavery others. drama, savior drama, yeah. martyr drama. What other kind of drama? Murder, war, dark death, torture, very big enslavement, enslavements, giant constructs that need resolved and fixed. And there's go fix it. That that mm-hmm. kind of world. That one that um, most of us are trying. I mean, most of us that we're talking to right now are trying to or wishing to or to have a desire to fix it Mm -hmm. because when we came here, we knew that's not right. Mm -hmm. Right. But then it somehow snagged us into fixing. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to fix something that it's already perfect Mm -hmm. in its own way, Mm -hmm. but it's not what we came here to experience. Right. So the split is those two realities splitting apart into different compatible places yeah right so can you think of a better way to say it no, i think you covered it good enough mm-hmm. okay yeah so i want to explain a little bit about that experience of the split up to now i didn't actually know what it would end up like it felt to me like we would have two different planets mm-hmm. in this timeline but now it's starting to feel like it's going to be a timeline divergence. So this reality will split into two different timelines. That's how it's starting to feel. Two major ones. Mm-hmm. And I can only go by personal experience and personal interpretation of data. And I'm not all-knowing. I'm not omnipotent. So that's why I say it feels like or it's looking like. Right? It's it seems more acceptable to experience it as that. It makes I mean when I say acceptable it makes it makes it more easily experienced. Mm-hmm. Right? So, because the alternative ways of splitting the timelines or the alternative ways that the splits have happened in the past the past experiences that we've had have been rather I guess traumatic would be the word. Mm-hmm. Dramatically traumatic. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Right. There was giant floods, giant floods asteroid, yeah. whatever, you know, big, huge catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Even in a local area, you can have a giant catastrophe that alters the entire experience of everyone in the place. They yeah. move the entire city even. Yeah. yeah. And it's a linear experience, but it is a timeline. Mm-hmm. It is a different, a different experience later, right? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, it's starting to feel a little bit like a timeline split, like a divergence to... This time I split it into two. One is still a power over others' experiences, and the other one is 
a natural exploration, inspiration, mm-hmm. high-frequency experience where there's no slavery, no part of others, where, it, you know, everybody can live in a mansion because it, it, it seems, that's our natural seems, state. <laughs> they want it seems it. a little bit like the, the drama timeline group mm-hmm. wants to go out with a bang, not it a whimper. They're trying and it really allows hard. the bang to happen. Yeah, they're really hard. Like They're trying really hard to do that, for sure. Yeah. And maybe they have in many aspects. Maybe there's tons of different diverging into lots of different timelines. I don't know, but it's starting to feel that way for me. Okay, it makes some sense. Okay, back to the story of my own jump in timelines. Okay. In 2016, I think it was, I was traveling back from California, USA, to Washington, USA. Larry picked me up at the airport, I think, and we were on our last five-hour drive home. At some point in the trip, I felt a wave hit me. Then I opened my eyes and I did not recognize anything around me. The first thought was that perhaps I'd had a stroke, but I could speak, function in all ways. As my disorientation cleared, I looked around and found myself on a light vehicle known as a car with two passengers, with two strangers, one man driving and a teenage child in the back seat. I quickly scanned my memories to see if I could figure out what was happening. I saw many memories accessible to me that were not mine as Rosie. Fifty years of them, in fact. (laughs) I was both shocked and fascinated by these unreal memories. I looked at my body and found it to be different. She was small, weak, sickly, injured and very, very aged. The man was Larry and the child was his youngest daughter, but at the time I didn't know their names or who they were. As the hours hours went by, I told Larry what had happened To me, he was a total stranger. The next few days, I had trouble eating the so-called food in this timeline and tried to replicate the nourishing and live food from the other timeline. I did not succeed. That was quite funny, wasn't it? Because to me, you were a total stranger. I didn't know who the hell you were. And we got home and it's like, okay, where where are you going to (laughs) sleep? I remember there were quite a few things in our life together that as, uh, you know, or most many people look at you and think that's a normal person or a normal girl or this or that. And uh, most all of us who listen to this podcast or have spent much time around you know that that's not entirely true, actually. And oftentimes we may even forget that that's not entirely true. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was one of those experiences, much like being introduced to the we, mm-hmm. where I'm like, yep. Okay, let's see. Now, what do we do? How does mm-hmm. this work? Mm-hmm. Because um, logically, w- w- you never met me before. Oh, <laughs> it's like, like oh. this, I never met this man so before. Yeah. How are we going to, you know, get along, honey? Yeah. Do you like me? <laughs> do you like guys who drive trucks and go fishing once in a while? It's like I don't know, are you but it's uh... in uh, living on a boat or wherever it was we were living at the time. <laughs> on the Hilaria, yes. <laughs> we have one big bed, and uh, are we going to have a like moat in between us? Or? We did. I put <laughs> lots of pillows in between us because it's like I'm coming to sleep with this total stranger now. I was like, I'm going to put all these pillows there. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and I remember you said to me, "Oh, don't worry about it. You're going to fall in love with me <laughs> anytime soon." <laughs> it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was quite funny. It was. She wants to come to work. Yep, she's ready to go to work. Finally, she's sunbathing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Today, it is the memories from that other timeline that I consider not quite real. Since then, I have met some people who I recognize from that other timeline, including a lady who told me not to bite. 
She's much younger than me in this timeline, and I'm not uh, still not used to cars, roads, and the light dark paradigm here. I still have strong experiential telepathy connections with my other timeline wherever I can't whenever I can't find answer in this one or I feel homesick. My class Mining Timelines was created before my personal experience of changing timelines and it teaches how to have experiential experiences uh, or memories <laughs> after I did that a little bit in other timelines and bringing back the wisdoms we have learned there w- back wisdoms into or skills or whatever. Yeah, wisdoms and skills, yeah, back into this timeline. In this class I do mention how some people have physically changed timelines and remember about the previous ones, but I did not have that personal experience of it at the time, but now I do. Right. So that's a little bit tangled up, but basically (laughs) there's a class called mining timelines that you introduced some years ago Yeah, and it was before you had your actual timeline shift. Yeah. And remember everything. And remember detail. things in detail like that. But in the mining timelines class, you yourself who are listening could mm-hmm. go and um tap into the timeline where maybe you're an expert um painter or something. Yeah. And sort of bring some of that nature, natural skill to now. Mm-hmm. And give yourself a boost. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then I go on to talk about how in our podcast we're going to explore it a little bit further, be more interested in certain things and all the others, and make sure to listen to the full episode, first and second parts. Get that subscribe star thing, because the second part of this one is going to be interesting. It should be interesting to see the What the group comes up with, yeah. What questions come up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I just um, kind of puts me into a little bit of a a memory, remembering, remembering going to bed that night, and it it was strange anyway because you get you were gone for a couple of weeks. Oh, that's right. Yes. And yeah. So when you came back, you were a half stranger, and then you were <laughs> really a stranger. Yeah. And it was like we were completely becoming reacquainted entirely from, from not ever meeting any yeah. each other before. Yeah. Mm. And it's a little bit also like, you know, I know you look similar. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as I remember, the same, but mm-hmm. maybe a little different. But um, your mannerisms were different. And your entire, like, um, view of the world was, was different. different yeah. Your solidity was much different. You were more permanent. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel so temporary. Mm-hmm. Because when you left, you felt like you were a very... Will of, wi- will of the wisp, temporary in nature, yeah. not really here. Mm-hmm. And sort of like, well, I have to be here for X, Y, Z, so I guess I'm here, but I barely want to be here. Kind of mm-hmm. like... Or like, no interest. Not interest. No attachment not. to life or death. Nothing. It's like, yeah. there's no attachments. Yeah. And so, Very the other timeline you with. didn't have near that. No, that because stuff. in the other timeline... <clears throat> The way I was brought up was by individuals who were... Well, the other time is not in the light-up paradigm, just to begin with. Okay. So there's nothing <clears throat> like... And when we say light-dark paradigm, that's the, the power drama over world. Others. The drama world. Yeah, power over others and slavery and all that type of stuff. Okay. Um, so there was no, like, fear about who I was or trying to take me out. <laughs> you know, it was very nourishing. It was very... Like the development of a singular 
expression of a person like Inelia um, <clears throat> was different. It was nourished. It was understood. Mm-hmm. Although at first it wasn't, there was a lot of interest by those individuals in, in guilds that dealt with, well, let's say just aliens <laughs> okay. to make it easier. And um, so they were experts in communication, in understanding. They were open to possibilities and all these things. So even as a newborn baby and then growing up and everything, they were very, very fascinated and interested even before I was born even. They could tell that the frequencies were different and they were interested in what what was coming, right? Mm. And the why and all the other things. I have to also say that in that timeline, people live as long as they want to and choose to. Of course, there's accidents, but there's a methodology of healing that can bring a person back, even from an accident, even uh, if they have chosen to carry on living. Yeah, even if it appears that they're dead. Even if they're, yeah, even if it appears that they're dead. There's still a period of time where they... Um, they can come back. Come back, mm-hmm. right. And that's the... That's one of the interesting parts of your timeline experience, the other timeline contacting you yes, while you're existing now in this timeline, which they hadn't had the experience before. No, they hadn't had that experience before, and I didn't know about it. (laughs) So what happened was that in this timeline, I was set to leave, die, around 2016, 2017. I remember that. And... she said you're, you were a book till 2017. Yes. <laughs> and that meant, uh, see you later. <laughs> yes. And then the in that timeline, uh, people can, like I said, live for a very long time. In that timeline, um, my body died through an accident. And me, it's like, like I saw my soul part didn't want to die. It was very, like, interested I found fascination in experience of living and was pulled into this timeline by the human collective. Also, of course, all agreed upon, right? At certain levels. So I was pulled in here because nobody here, not many people here agreed to my leaving. Yeah, so, very few. Huh? Yeah, very few. Yeah, very few. So I was pulled in and I continued living here because my body there was gone. But my body there was found and it was taken into, about five days later, I think it was, got into the healing pods, things that exist there. And I have spoken a little bit about how those look in my latest book that uh, we're going to be releasing in the next few months, Um, uh, The Planet of Entry, which is part three of the return series. I expect... I explain a little bit how those pods work there. Anyways, what happens is healers are groups of people. They're not just one individual. So a group of healers with their skills and abilities, uh, when somebody has that type of experience and the body is what we might consider here dead, um, you know, the the link between the soul and the body is severed. Um, they put the remains in a tub of liquid And the liquid is, I'm starting to understand, because I wasn't part of that group, I didn't know, no interested in those things. I'm starting to understand it's like something to do with structured water and all sorts of minerals and things that are in there and 
maybe I don't know, but it's it's something like that. And the frequencies, it's very keen to receive frequencies and replicate them. So the but the remains are placed there, and then the group of healers are around the 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 stub, uh, like a pool of water, and they start getting into an altered state of awareness, expanded state of awareness together, and they start asking the soul, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Through the body. And they do this for days. They don't give up right away. They do it for days. And if after so many days, I don't know how many, there's no answer, then they take the remains out of the tub and have a funeral. But otherwise... Often, the soul is still linked and they'll say, yeah, I'm here. And then they go full on to heal the body, bring it back to its previous condition. And the soul wakes up the body and everything's good. So the physical injuries that I received in the accident were very, very severe. And the, the tub, the connection was there. And then we were, I was sleeping we were in the Ilaria and you were sleeping next to me. And for two or three days, I could hear their words, right? Are you there? Are you there? Like a pulsating thing. It was driving me nuts. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, it's like, <laughs> should I answer or not? <laughs> if I like it here, this is very interesting here. This is so different, right? This timeline. I'm very fascinated. But if I say, yes, I am, then they're going to pull me back. But then this body's going to die, you know, and then I won't be able to come back and experience and explore this place. And, um, but it was like really loud. And I thought, yeah, but if I don't answer, I'm like kind of lying, you know. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. How long can I do that for? So I waited and waited. And then eventually, very, very quietly said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then went, they went full on to heal that body, like full on to, re to uh, rebuild the body. And um, the connection got very strong. And I said, yeah, but wait, 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 because they were pulling me in mm -hmm, back mm -hmm. into the body. I said, wait, 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 pause that. Because, and I explained, I mean, a different timeline, I have a physical body, you know, and the physical bodies are considered sacred temples, right? And I don't want to leave here. This is fascinating. It's so very different to what we know as reality. And then they became very, very excited as that was reported to the different guilds that might be relevant because that's never happened before to have a direct connection between two timelines. Direct and con conscious connection. I figured out it was a different timeline about 20 minutes in that journey by car back to the Washington. Because of course I was familiar with timelines in both timelines, both in this memories and also that one. I could tell people were changing timelines there too. So I figured, oh my God, I'm going through one of those timelines, you know, yeah. like a big one. Um, so anyways, yeah, so that's one of, the, one of the big differences that people can live thousands of years if they choose to. But that also means that the person can mature. And one of the first things also that I did on that trip or soon after was scan the planet Earth here to find the adults here so that I could go talk to them. Yeah, makes sense. Right? And I couldn't find any. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God. What are we going to do? <laughs> There's no adults. There's no adults here. There's just candy stores everywhere. I know. 
It's like, oh no. It's like, we're in trouble. There's no owls here. So, but then, you know, well, because I told this story to a few people and more people, and I've told this story publicly before, and people have come up, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of interesting people spontaneously saying, I'll be an adult, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes, I'll do all the work and mature, I'll, I'll mature. And I, I volunteered to be an adult for the planet. That really surprised me, you know, it's, it's, it was really fantastic when those people said that. But of course, over that timeline, I was barely a toddler at 50. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wasn't a An adult there. That's why you were looking for one, right? Yes, exactly. And so it's like, okay, what do the adults over there have to say about this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, so there was a lot of fascination. And um, uh, I was telling them about um, Larry. It's like, apparently, you know, married or something. And (laughs) with this guy. Uh, can you scan for him over there? Because maybe they can talk to each other because it's kind of really difficult to live with this person. And because um, it's like, you know, it was. <laughs> maybe they can have a word. <laughs> and they did. They scanned your frequency and they scanned the frequencies over there and they found you, your expression of Larry over there. And uh, he was, uh, and that's where the words, uh, the brooms and brides brides of Gaia. Brooms of Gaia. Yeah, came in because you were part of a guild that worked directly with Gaia, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, a a lifetime job. And people stay in that job for thousands of years. And there was two or three or four or more people who I know that were in that guild. So they contacted you to help. And you went to where my body was at the time, and they made the connection with you, and you made that connection with that expression of you, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> because what's one of the main energies of brooms? Rightness. Rightness. Righteousness. We just call it rightness. Rightness. <laughs> Other words for righteousness, right? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, my gosh. So then I got mad at you and him. Yeah. And I wouldn't have anything to do with either of you yes. <laughs> <laughs> until you guys, you know, figured it out and made up because there was a lot of aggression there through righteousness. Yeah. Rightness, honey. Rightness. Yeah. Just right. Basically, he couldn't believe what was happening on this earth and all the pollution and all the whatever's that are happening here. All of the things that in that one guy and... The connection of Gaia and uh, people in a light paradigm equals a certain experience that has yes. nothing, nothing like this one. Nothing, nothing like, this, like one. this one. I mean, a little bit, but I mean, yeah. So it's full. It's a full technological timeline, mm-hmm. but it's not te- harmful technology. Yeah, it's it's the easiest one I can explain it now is our Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. All of the Wi-Fi signals going through and around all the cities, all the planets, all the houses, all the planes, all the phones, all the, everything. All of that signal, none of it is supportive of life. Mm-hmm. Here. It's all like discordant okay. frequency. Mm-hmm. And it's all like destructive. And it's mm-hmm. all a little bit this, a little bit that. It's a little bit not enough to boil you. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess maybe if you add up enough of them, it boils you. But mm-hmm. it's all in all, if you were to hear it, you would sound like... Ah! 
going all the time, and that would be very annoying. Yes. And so uh, on the other timeline reality, that sound is more like... Yeah, supportive of life. Yeah, yeah it's a little bit, a lot more <coughs> concordant, mm-hmm. supportive, and uh, designed that way from the outset. It's like yeah. the first consideration, does it support life yes. and the coordination and co- cooperation of all life in this yeah. area? Or does it even actually help it? Yes. Yeah. If nourish it can be made it. to help it and nourish it, let's do that. Yes. If it can just at least be not harmful, that's minimum. That's right. That's the minimum. Yeah. And so, here, it's not even <laughs> on the table. The table is, all right, if I have this, does it kill anybody right away? Yeah, I mean, right away is the measure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or does it take longer than we measured? Yes. <laughs> How far can we go before they die? Okay, let's that get it right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. you got it. And so the Larry from that timeline went after this one. How could you let How it happen? How could you let that happen there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, anyways, lots of more interesting details. But I think that's enough for the first part. Yeah, I think that's part. enough for our first part. I think um, if, you, if, you, if you're interested in the kind of thing we're talking about, some more stories, mm-hmm. hey, you know, second hour, see you mm-hmm. there. See you there. Bye.